Who is Jesus? What is he doing? And what does it mean to follow him in the world today? My name is Matt Lewis. This is the Follower Podcast, and everyone is invited to the conversation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Follower Podcast. It's uh, good to have you with us in the Saturate series. I hope you've been enjoying all the episodes as they've been happening um, tonight or today or whenever you end up watching this. I have some friends on, uh, Kevin and Rebecca Clark. Hey, guys. <laughs> they actually do talk. Uh, they, they're just uh, strange. As you'll see, this is going to be one of the more entertaining <laughs> podcasts in the whole world. And Kelsey, Kelsey, how are you doing, man? Good, and you? Good, man. Um, it's good to have you guys on. So this episode, if you are wondering, is about the sphere of business. And uh, if you're new to this whole series and if you're just jumping in here, we've been going through this series called Saturate, and a big part of the whole series is this idea that God doesn't have any professional Christians that uh, all of us who follow Jesus are called by God to serve him in different parts of society. And uh, those different spaces can look like family, business, uh, church space, education space, etc. And one of the spaces where God calls people to serve him and love him is in the sphere of business. And both Kevin and Rebecca are business people and Kelsey uh, is a businesswoman. And uh, they do business together like this. And they also do business independently like this. Okay, Kev, Rebecca, give us a bit of your background. Where are you from? Okay, so you currently live together, husband and wife. That wasn't the case always. Uh, Rebecca is from Brazil and I am not. I'm from South Africa and we met 10 years ago. In the airport. In the airport. We've been married nine years. We've been married for nine years. Nine years, two kids. Uh, One is four and a half. The other one is almost three. And we have three businesses in between us. Yes, we have three businesses between the two of us. One of the businesses is Untamed Creative Society, which is Rebecca and Kelsey, actually. Uh, and they own it together. Um, what, what, how would you describe it now? Because it's changed a little bit from when you started. Um, Kelsey's better at explaining it than me. Kelsey, tell us about it. Let's just jump right in there. Tell us about Untamed. Yeah. What's it? Well, Untamed Creative Society is... Um, it started off where we were really focusing on creative consulting, but I think it shifted into more of the digital marketing sphere. So we take creative and we take marketing and we kind of marry the two together. Um, so creative communications is actually, as I was thinking about it, I was like, that's, that's kind of what we focus on. So very much online media, um, social media, like very much into that sphere of things. Okay, so good. And I think for me, I mean, I haven't been in a lot of business. I work a lot within the church sphere and the sort of creative sphere. But what I see with you guys, at least watching your journey a bit from the outside, and particularly with you guys, Kev and Vintage, I'm new to the Untamed experience because I've been away for a while. Um, but what I see with you guys is that you're very good at business in general. You work very, very hard. Uh, um, but at the same time, it, it seems to me like, at least my experience of Vintage um, and we'll talk a bit about what vintage is, is you have such a different mission to companies that just have a bottom line mentality. It really does seem like you're driven by something else. Um, and Kev, I was just wondering maybe if you could speak into that in terms of, because we've spoken a bit about Untamed. So fill us in a bit about vintage, vintage's story, vintage coffee, and, and maybe how does that play out in, in that experience, you know? Yeah, so vintage, uh, vintage coffee was started um, in 2014. 
and it was started um, to we were we wanted to give our profits back into different uh, local nonprofit organizations, um, and we did that for a while, um, but we found it increasingly. Uh, man, I lost my train of thought, but it, so a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit everywhere. It doesn't go far, but a, a, a little bit in the same direction um, does a lot because people can begin to count on it. Um, and so we, we changed tack about what, two years ago? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. And, uh, and just looking at our journey and that kind of thing and, and the, the biggest and the deepest impact we can have is on the one um, so, I mean, Jesus talks about it all the time is you leave the 99 to go for the one and we just looked at who are the ones in our lives and one was her name is Granny and so she started cleaning vintage and so what we've done is we've gone okay cool we're going to invest in Granny she, she, we taught her how to make coffee so now she became a barista then she became a store manager uh, and then we've slowly brought on um, staff from her family mm. so that are mm. in her community related to and she knows them and and there's this form of trust um immediately as an employer because you go hey granny uh we need somebody to do this job do you know anyone and she'll mm. go oh, okay cool and bring that person in and there's an immediate trust but there's also a community kind of like feel from granny's side and like, Hey, if you stuff this up, it's my reputation. It's kind of the conversations that have gone on before work has started, which is great because like granny's really respected in the community. Um, and, and so what we've tried to do is we've just tried to pay her more and more and more each, every, each and every year. I think last year she got two raises. Yeah. Um, not because the company could necessarily afford it, but because she's supporting a bigger base of people. Yeah. Um, and so that's where we found the deepest and the biggest impact is on the one. And so we'll continue to invest in the one. So, I mean, the next project for her is to finish high school, then a driver's license, and then some form of tertiary education. And, and so we'll, we'll just keep going. So we're a tiny little company. Um, we really don't make a lot of money. Uh, so that's the one thing. And I think, I think also, yeah, so, so like just at the crux of who vintage is, the mission is to add value to humanity. Mm. And I think that's what makes it different. Although they're making a profit, although it is a company and a business and it's selling coffee and all of that, like the mission of the business is at the core of who we are. Yeah. Um, and, and that is the thing. It is to add value to humanity, like whatever it looks like, however we can get involved, whatever can be done. Um, it'll be filtered through that mission. Is this going to add value to humanity or not? And I think that's what makes it quite unique. Yeah, and I think that's what I love. And I think that's some of the big question that we're asking ourselves. Well, I guess those of us who are maybe paying attention is like in the wake of all of this, there is this opportunity to reimagine some things, you know, and without being too cliche, not to go back to business as normal, where people are just... Um, tools to be used in some kind of corporate mechanism to secure as many finances as possible. But where people like granny have a name and a story where we're yeah. making a profit and running a good company doesn't have to be in competition with serving our society and helping the least of these in the marginalized where those two worlds yeah. can actually come together. And I just think a lot of sort of, uh, I would say maybe free market capitalist business, as far as I understand it, isn't geared in that direction. 
it's not it's geared toward bottom line people are commodities to be sold used or leveraged in order to make profit and i think what what i'm hearing from you guys is that it's obviously good business needs to make money that's part of what we do and we all understand now in the reality of corona money is needed it's a necessary tool but at the same time not at the expense of your own humanity as a business person and the humanities of the communities in which you work those are just my initial observations i don't know what you guys think about them, some of those thoughts you know you know, I think it's not that we don't have hard conversations with our staff. Oof, like no, often no. we have okay. really hard conversations. Often we have to let people go. Um, but it's not for... Not often. We don't often let people let go. People. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, tough conversations. Right? Because no, 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 no. We, no, like, we have tough conversations of it, like... It doesn't... It, yeah, we, this is the future that we, we see... We are for people, but at the same you. time we also like... The, the people also got like we have to do it together yeah um yeah. because the, the end goal is not ourselves or just the staff or vintage but like who can we bring alongside yeah that's so good and uh, yeah in this new normal that people are talking around of post covid 19 i think i, th- I think and it, it like it really pains me that i i, I probably i know that uh, unemployment is going to skyrocket um, and many good businesses um, that love their staff, pay them well, are just not going to be able to see it through. Um, and like, I think that keeps me up at night going, okay, we've got to invent ways of just of, of making money just for the pure thing of mm. giving it to people so that they can have food on the table. I'd rather pay 100 people a little bit so that they have something than two people super well to do the same thing, you know. I, I, I don't know where I, I land on that just yet, but, uh, you know, it, I don't know that we see post-COVID as like a land of opportunity in terms of there's money to be made. Look, nobody did anything with the money, so there's still money out there. It's not like somebody burned all the money. It's there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kels, for you, and in terms of um, your faith, so I'm, I'm wanting to throw this around a bit as well. Uh, there is a difference for each one of you being in business as Christian people as opposed to someone who isn't in business as a Christian person, you know? Mm-hmm. Your faith informs why you do what you do. Um, Kels, for you, what does that look like? Tell us a little bit about your faith story and then how does that shift the way that you approach business? I know you've studied a lot. You've done marketing. And, and master's degrees and all that kind of stuff. How, how did those two worlds come together? Tell us a little bit about your friendship with Jesus and, and how that affects what you look at business like now. Yeah, so I think like I grew up um, always like knowing Jesus. I knew Jesus was near, but I don't think I had like a relationship. So I grew up in a really religious home. So going to church was like a to-do list. Um, and very quickly I realized like my relationship with God was quite similar. So it was almost like that to-do list care, like I've, I've spent time with God, or at least I thought I was. Um, and then sort of like my parents fell out of church, so so did I really. And um, when I was in matric, my brothers invited me to church with them. And that was like the first time I had a real encounter with Jesus. And that kind of changed everything for me. Um, so I think going into study, it, it wasn't actually something that I measured against, okay, God, what are you calling me to? It wasn't like, oh, this is like, 
I am called to be a marketer. This is like, I can hear the Lord and this is where I'm going. (laughs) But if I look back, God has been so gracious and kind in that journey because somehow I always did end up at marketing and people gave me opportunity to learn and I did study long and hard, but there was so much grace in it. So I could see, I can see God's hand on it as I look back, which is just the beauty of who God is. Um, and then going into business, it was, it was this thing of, you know what, God, like I had a realization, I think about a year or two ago, I've just like, you know, what, God, like you have created me to be creative. So what have you put in my hands and what can I do with it? And I think that's been a huge lens for me when it comes to business. Like I've done a lot of different things, all kind of like intertwined with some form of marketing or online, whatever it is. Um, but just going like, God, what is in my hands right now and what can I do with it? And I've always taught because I love to teach. If you give me half an opportunity, like I'll jump on it and just be like, okay, let's learn. Like we can do this. And I want to make pretty slides and I want to like, you know, get the coolest videos and show everyone that. But it's always been something that I've done alongside like being in, um, I suppose you could say like industry versus academia. Um, and when we started Untamed, it was just this thing of like, Hey, well, like here, you've got X, Y, and Z, I've got A, B, and C, let's put them together and see what God does. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know if that really answers your question now that I think about it, but that's kind of like been the journey for me. Um, whereas now like it, yeah, it's just, okay, God, I'm going to, I'm going to give back what you've given to me and I'm going to try to do that as, as best as I can. Yeah. And sometimes marketing, like looking at the principles of it, it goes against everything for me. Cause I'm just like, oh, I don't want to sell people things they don't need. I don't want to do that. But like, if we get behind brands that we really believe in, that we can see the value that they add. And that's a massive filter for me. It's like, I don't want to see people who already are spending money on things they don't need, spend more money on things they don't need. And yeah. so like, it's been the thing of having to like flip it around and go, okay, like how do we do this for good? <laughs> yeah. And I think what that speaks into when I, when I listen to your story, I hear a lot of the marks of journey and a lot of the marks of sort of discovery as you go, like obedience step by step enough life for the next, yeah. next step, you know, on the path. And I think that speaks into how we started this conversation around. Sometimes we just make the strong sacred secular divide. We label some things ministry, some things Christian, other things not. And then sometimes in our, our like sincere desires to serve God, we try and force ourselves into mold that were never made for us because that's the Christian thing. The Christian thing is to be a pastor or a worship leader or something or whatever. Instead of just saying, no, 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 I love God and what's in my hand happens to be marketing. So somehow in the grand design of God's kingdom, marketing has got to matter somehow, you know. Um, and I love that. yeah you know in the same way that somehow preaching every sunday has got to matter you know what i mean or doing a podcast has to matter like you know marketing's got to matter business has got to matter coffee's got to matter because it's essential to decide coffee matters matters. yeah it's not a matter it's what my son says not a matter when it's when it's not (laughs) matter yeah yeah and for you guys any thoughts on that? Like this idea of stumbling and finding your way and, um, you know, do you relate to that Rebecca in your journey? I think coffee was everything. Like, <laughs> why am I doing this? <laughs> oh, I, I wake up every day. <laughs> I asked myself, why are we in South Africa? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so I, I think like this was not what I imagined. I mm. thought I would be a musician. I'd be. I thought I was you actually. Are a I was going to be a rock star. <laughs> not paid to play. Music. Yeah, I'm not paid to play music. Uh, but I thought by now I'd be for like albums and I would be buddies with Brooke and John yeah. Houston. Yeah. Uh, with your song. Yeah, none of that has happened, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I make coffee. No, I don't actually no, you make don't. coffee. You have nothing to do with I was coffee. gonna say, come on. <laughs> yeah. For the businesses. Um I give a She's lot a of she does many things. <laughs> yeah. She just doesn't I, like to talk about it. And I think this is key. This is a really good conversation in, in this sense because I think there are some people who are literally, I, I want to use this Christian word. Uh, so if you're not a Christian listening to this, I'll, I'll, let me unpack it. In, in the Christian world, there's this idea of anointing. Um, uh, what that means in real life is that sometimes it almost feels like you are perfectly designed almost like you are, you are made by God to do something. There's like something else that happens when you step into that fear of, sphere of practice in your life. And some people are just uh, like seemingly supernaturally gifted in an area of action. And yet a lot of the time they will dismiss that or they will disqualify themselves from that story because they haven't labeled it Christian enough, big enough, meaningful enough, impactful enough. This is not how you change the world by having an untamed creative media society or a vintage coffee or a whatever the thing is. And yet what we know when we listen to Jesus is actually success is obedience, right? Success is obedience. It's like, what did he say? Do that. And so sometimes just the small obedience is the way that we change the world, you know? And I'm just, I'm just thinking right now to a business person or a business person of the future who's got this amazing idea and is maybe shelving it because they're going, no, 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 that's, that's not Hillsong or that's not this thing, that thing or the next thing. What advice would you give to those kinds of people about, hey, well, just press into the idea and see where it goes, you know? Kev, I don't know what, what do you think around that? Um, yeah, I mean, if you've got, a, if you've got a, an, an idea, first thing you do is research, see if there's anything else like it out there, see if you can buy it, rebrand it, and sell it. Um, if you can, cool. If you can't and you have to invent it, then come up with it if it's a product or if it's a service or if it's a digital something on the internet then see what it see what it takes to make it get it out there make your first sale and then once you've made your first one go and get another one yeah and then just just repeat but then but then you'd need these two to step into that kind of company <laughs> no and and keep it fresh yeah. Keep it moving forward uh, and keep your reputation up. Yeah. I, I guess that's what it is. I mean, that's kind of that's where where I'm at at the moment. So, um, so there's Untamed Creative Society, there's Vintage Coffee, and then there's Bishop's Coffee, uh, and we've just launched a new product called um, Dip and Brew. So Dip and Brew, it's a it's a way to make coffee without any machines. All you need is a cup and hot water. Um, simplest idea. It wasn't even my idea. So I, I, I saw it, looked for it all over Africa, couldn't find it. Um, and so started making them, made some sales. And I mean, a month later. You were in China. We were in China. I went to China, bought a machine. In Corona. I didn't get Corona. Um, 
anyway, and, and now we're manufacturing and selling them online and never in 10 years that I think that we would, I would have an online coffee business. Mm. So good. And so really practical. But guys, let's zoom out a little bit or let's zoom in a little bit, maybe. So there are business <laughs> we'll people. The podcast will be over. We're zooming. We're zooming all around. The Zoom thing's happening. Um, so someone's watching this, right? Uh, South Africa or somewhere in the world. Corona's so. happening and they're trying to run their business. They're trying to manage their business. They're trying to um, deal with staff, employees. Uh, maybe they're part of a startup. Maybe they're medium to small size business. Um, <clears throat> something like Corona is impacting everyone. Uh, how are you guys personally getting through it? How is your faith carrying you through this time with Jesus? And, and how, would you, how would you share that with someone who's in that position, in your position? We're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to even pretend like I have an answer. Yeah. Um, so I, I think two things um, that we, well, and, um, and we were speaking about this like a moment ago, Rebecca and I. Um, I said, oh, there's this cool idea. And then she was like, oh, there's this cool business. And she was like, you could employ somebody to do that. And, and which is what I've been saying. I'm actually the wise person. No, she's, yeah. no, she's super wise. She's super wise. Um, and she really is wise. Uh, but, and and it's, it's the two things are um, stand on the side of the poor. Uh, it's just it's a basic a kingdom principle stand on the side of the poor um and then what has what has god said um if you don't have so if, like for us or for me especially i've got five weeks in like lockdown it's been five weeks yeah this is the fifth week i don't even so know where we are going, i don't even know what yeah, we are. I'm going, god give me a word give me something give me something to just hang on to and it's kind of like um, like, I've like I've been speaking. Why yeah, not? Yeah. Why? 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 Why have those words now become irrelevant? Yeah. Why have those promises now gone gone away? Like, God's still alive. Jesus is still on the throne. Mm. The kingdom of God is ever advancing, and His word stands the test of time. It stands for a millennia. It like the only time God's word is null and void is when once he's fulfilled it you know mm. if there's something he comes true on that promise then it's okay now we can put that one behind us and we can move on to the next one i think it's also the perspective i think in so many ways we see the perspective of, of chaos and we put the perspective of chaos into god um yeah. and like i told you she was wise. god is not in a mess we are yeah it doesn't mean that he doesn't like the outcome is always god's like job it's not ours ours is to keep trusting him um, yeah like i think in october last year god it was a preach and for me like that i've been holding on to it like since then and it's um proverbs 3 5 and it says um trust the lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions and there's not just my opinions but i think in many ways the opi opinions going around like mm -hmm. there's a lot of uh, this might happen or this going to happen. And like, actually God is already on the other side. He's already fulfilled like everything that he needs to. Um, if, you, if you want your faith to be shaken and you want your faith to be tested, I'm not too sure that anybody out there is like that. But I don't know if we ever want it, but it's always, it's good. It's good. when we go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
Yeah. Just turn on the TV and watch the news or listen to 702 and listen to all the news and the rubbish that's going on and you'll lose, you lose faith very quickly. Yeah. Um, I think it's good to, to know kind of what's going on around you. Once or twice, check once a day, check in with the news. But otherwise... I, ch- I check TikTok just to see what's going on around. <laughs> not my job. Not, not, not. What's happening TikTok? <laughs> yeah, today the challenge of the day is... Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. That was like five weeks ago. TikTok, TikTok, anyway, whatever. Yeah. Not so, funny. No, I don't know. I think for I think around that for me a little phrase I've been holding in my heart is I want to be engaged enough to be useful and disengaged enough to be useful, right? So I want I want to know what's happening and I don't want to have my faith that exists in this bubble. There's this idea like whenever you sit down with the Lord in your devotional space, you should have your Bible and a newspaper. Or that's old school now. Your Bible and a cell phone or a laptop or a tablet or something. You should have both of those things open at the same time in some ways. And on some days, you'll read what's in your Bible in light of what's happening in the world. And you'll, able to, you'll be able to say, yes, I believe this. And yes, I'm for this. And yes, I'm invested in this. And in some days, you'll, you'll, you'll wrestle with that. And you'll say, I'm not sure. I don't know. And actually, your no is as important as your yes in that journey. Because that's kind of how you get built, is in the wrestling with what really is. Not by just sticking your head in the sand and pretending that we live in this kind of pie-in-the-sky reality. you know, Because the kingdom like hits the ground in power in the midst of what we're facing, not in some kind of preferred future that isn't real, you know? Yeah. 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 And for you, Kels, how, how are you kind of navigating through this? So I think I, um, I, I, I got pretty overwhelmed. I get overwhelmed pretty easily. It's not a great, uh, what I want to say, like, Attribute. it's something I'm still like, yeah, I'm still trying to, um, work on but I think it was easy to be like there's so much need and like mm-hmm. you met like almost like from where we are met with this like face to face with like oh my goodness like people are not going to get paid and this is like having a ripple effect and it's just like whoa god there's so much going on and then like within our company like we want to do as much as we possibly can and I think sometimes like the need of everything kind of will make someone like me go like, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do. So I'll just like flap here for a little bit. Um, and it just felt like the two things, it was just a thing of like, okay, well, what is something that we have that only we can do right now? Wow, and let's do question. that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because God's, God's actually equipped us. So God's been talking to me a lot out of Psalm 23. And like one of the biggest things is just like, the Lord is my shepherd. But he's not only my shepherd, like he shepherds his sheep. And the other part of that is just like, and I lack nothing. So actually, like we have what we need, but I think sometimes we fail to just consider what God has. Okay, God, like what, what, what can I do right now in this moment that only I can do? Like not what Kevin or Rebecca or Matt can do, but like what can I do? And yeah. would you speak into that? Yeah. And I've just felt like when I actually <laughs> – when I actually operate in a place of like, you know what, Jesus, just be the center, literally. It's a great song. Someone should write that song. Just be the center um, There it is. We're back. We're back. We're back. We also but, just a worship team happening. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, there it is. No, not me. Sorry, I'm out. <laughs> Kevin, you can do the dance. You can do the dance. I can't do that stuff. 
Nope. Yeah, you were saying, Kels, Jesus be the center there. But I think like when when that becomes like the lenses that we see things, like for me, it was all of a sudden like, you know what, like I can't control the like coronavirus. I can't control what it does. I can't control like a bunch of things. But like God, actually, like I can trust him yeah. and I can trust that he's given me purpose in this moment to do something for him. Mm. So it's not about like, okay, cool. Like we can go out and make money, but like, okay, let's make money so that. Yeah. And like, what are those things that actually like are in our hands? So not to be overwhelmed by the need or the lack or whatever it might be, but to actually use that as a propeller to say, okay, cool, God, like, what can we do? Because you've given us everything we need for this time. And if we have you, we have like more than enough. Yeah. yeah. So like, what can we do? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think also like in our anxieties, there's invitation, right? So I think sometimes what we get most anxious about reveals to us what we most value. And so then um, if we're honest with, with God about that, there's an opportunity for growth. So if you're standing in, and, and again, I'm just thinking about the person who's listening to this, who's like freaking out and not to minimize that. Like I understand that that's real and I understand that you've got bills to pay and salaries to pay and families to feed and all these kinds of things. But at the same time, sometimes we can, you know, we, we can say things and sing things very easily in moments of, comfort, security, uh, when, every, when, when we know what's happening. And then the world starts shaking and we're asked some real questions about what we really value and what we really believe. Um, and in those moments when we're faced with that, there's an opportunity actually hidden in all the pain and the difficulty to go deeper in God and to come out the other side going, you know what, my business is not my God. My income is not my God. My bank account is not my God. God is my God. And business is one of the ways that I live out this life in honor of him, you know, and serve him. And so I just think in the midst of this, there's as painful and as difficult as it is for anyone. And I think I was speaking with Trevor on the series and he used such a beautiful phrase. He says, I don't want to baptize this experience. Like it's a terrible, terrible experience. It's horrible for everyone. For everyone involved, it's difficult. But, but still in the midst of it, there's immense opportunity if we will have eyes to see it, you know. And I think for business people, you know, the lessons that you can learn in the midst of this kind of hardship will make you such better business people uh, as you go through this, you know. Um, I don't know if that resonates with you guys. I think there's so much, um, there's so much um, innovation and creativity that can be birthed from the lack. Yeah. Um, and, and I think this is, this is the time. I think this is the time to create like we have never created before. I think there's a time to innovate like we have never innovated before. I think in many ways, like God is being kind to us in a way like, hey, it's, it's time to reset. Mm. And like the funny thing is we have, I have asked so many times, God, if I just could have a reset. And like we got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now we yeah. like we're cursing the reset because it's not the way I wanted. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, like everything's like, yes, been leveled now. Yeah. Playing field is like. Like yeah. they're saying, like the the African countries are better off at the moment than the first world yeah. countries. And like, when? Like when? When have you heard that? Before? <laughs> yeah. um, because we have a lot less deaths. Actually, in many ways, we are, we are being a lot more proactive than reactive. Um, so in many ways, like it's the first time that oil is in the minus. What happened? Mm -hmm. Good grief. Hey, 
what? Like, <laughs> have you ever heard about that? Like, yeah. you, the owner of oil needs to pay you to get your oil. Okay. Well, um, I'll, 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 I'll give you I'll money, give you and, money oil. and oil. No, and the oil. Yeah, yeah. So I think in many ways, like we have, we have been given the chance to reset yeah. and, and do it better. Um, and I think in many ways we are cursing it. And like, yes, there's a lot of this. Like we cannot take that for granted. There's a lot of job loss. But I think there's also opportunity to like, what if we change the way that we employ people? What if we change the way that we put our finance as a business? Um, yeah. Yeah. And we've got to be flexible. Like we've got to be totally and utterly flexible. And like you read the journey, Paul in the Bible, his journey, and he was, I'll go there, God willing, but oh, I'm, I'm, I want to come to you, but the Holy Spirit has got me going this way. And I think many people have been going, this is how we do business. These are our products. These are our services. This is the way I live my faith. This is the way we do family. Um, uh, and it, like... And you many no, times like <laughs> it's gone now. In a company value, so like your your values that you like you started your company. So you were like a two people company like two people company run, etc. It always often it starts it's about people, it's not about a product. Um, and somehow like along the journey, it becomes about the bottom line in in many ways, it's time to go back. Like everyone's saying, like, go back to basics. And in many ways, like, go back to your values as a company. Like, what are your company about? Why did you start? Because it's not just, like, for what did you start, but, like, why did you start? I think that's especially if you, if, and I think if you, if you spoke to many um, Christ followers within um, business leadership, it would, they would have a why they do it. But like every company has a value or a statement. Yeah, but there's um, a lot of people, the reason why they do things is for the paycheck. But Yeah, and I think, I think it is time to go back to like, why did we start this? Um, if you're a Christian or not, because you're going to have to have some hope or in something. Uh, and sometimes going back to the values actually like drives the purpose. Yeah. And keeping it simple, I think that's a big thing we were talking about is actually just like the simplicity of things, not having to overcomplicate everything and like almost rewiring in a way that actually like this is the simplicity of it all. It's not mm -hmm. this like massive, like intricate, complicated, everything together, but actually like there's simplicity to what we do um, and, and trying to actually just say like, it is, especially for us at Untamed, there's a big thing to go like, how do we just keep things simple? Um, and to the point and effective in terms of what we're doing, whether it's like systems or selling, like whatever it might be. Um, how do we take people back to their why, but also just keep it simple in that? Fantastic, guys. That's, that's such good stuff. Um, to kind of wrap it up and bring it together, uh, resources. I always want to put things in the hands of people. So we've got a bunch of people who are watching this because um, they feel like the, the business sphere is a place where they want to live out their faith. And again, not necessarily start Christian businesses, but be Christians in business and, and do business well. You know, What are some of the things you're reading right now? What are some of the things they could check out? Where would you direct people to 
both on a personal level, fill up their souls, get encouraged, uh, lift their heads a bit, get a bit of what we're talking about right now. But then also just in practical ways, like just to help people navigate these waters in the business world. Uh, what are some of those things for us? Kelsey has read a ton of books. Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't. I, I, wrote, I did write and I was like, I know all three of us would say like, go to John Marcoma, like the ruthless elimination of Harry. I think Rebecca books. read it and she kept telling me like, go read it. And I was like, cool, cool. I'll get there. But I want a, I want a hard copy. Like I don't do digital reading very well. And then a friend of mine had it and they brought it to me just before lockdown. So it was like, thank you, Jesus. And that book literally is like, if you let it, like it, it does like God, God speaks to you in a way that just kind of like, whoosh, and you're just like, okay, I feel that like, actually, like I need to make some changes to the way I live my life. Um, so that for me is a massive one. Um, I think in terms of, especially with what we do, like we're constantly researching things. Um, we're constantly looking at different sources, like what is happening in the world, but that involves a lot of social media and actually like being on it, analyzing it, um, kind of simple things. Like we're looking at doing a masterclass for people to actually help with that sort of thing going forward, um, especially for small businesses in this time. But I think, yeah, I have read a few books, but John Malcolm is definitely one that stands out. And that whole rule of life thing, which is something Bridgetown Church is busy going through. Yeah, for me, um, I'm reading the... Uh, Accidental Creative by Todd Henry. So he actually, he coaches creative teams and he leads creative teams, um, not in church. Um, he actually, it, I don't know if he's actually a Christian or not. Um, some really awesome principles in, uh, it's been super helpful um, as we go into this. Like, I think because in the, in, in, like COVID-19 has also brought a different behavior in people. Uh, in, in much of what we do, we, we're trying to sell products, we're trying to sell brands, and we have to understand the behavior of people to be able to understand how best to actually um, get into, in, into yeah. yeah, to meet the pe people's needs. So. Yeah. I listened to a book called Shoe Dog. Okay. Um, uh, it's by Phil Knight, the uh, creator, uh, inventor, uh, or whatever you want to call of him. Nike. Of Nike. Yeah, it's Nike. <laughs> it's Nike. <laughs> Spit it out. Spit it out. Nike. <laughs> the Nike shoe brand. So Nike, uh, and it's a long story of his journey. Um, what that just taught me was um, he sold for nine years another brand of shoe before he came up with Nike. Uh, so nine years of that business before he actually came across the brand and then he's built it and now he's, I mean, he, he's built I it. I think a he's rich now. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's got it. He's arrived in the whole global epidemic. Yeah, making petrol housing company. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But he does have enough air forces. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, and then the other book um, I read recently was Double Blessing by um, Mark Batterson. A great book. Um, really cool, just view on the blessing of God. 
um, really open, like, I, I mean, I've known, I've been in church all my life, and we always read the Bible, and we all, the, the fall of Adam and Eve has always made, like, this, into this big thing, but what was an even bigger event was God blessed Adam and Eve first. That was his first thing he did. He created them, blessed them. Uh, and, and just, I was like, whoa, okay. So when we find salvation and we begin to follow Christ, we live from a place of being blessed. And then I've just recently started re reading Beginner's Pluck. Oh, I want to read that book. Yeah, Beginner's Pluck. It's by a lady who um, worked in a corporate job. I had this dream of um, uh, had, of uplifting women um, and equal pay and and like really um, establishing women in the workforce and giving them power and that kind of stuff. And she had this dream of doing that um, and never really did it until she got an email and then she's built this um, a shoe company basically. Sandals. Sandals. And. I can't even pronounce the name of the company, but she's built it and she and women sell it on like tupper, it's like a Tupperware business, but the manufacturing plant is in Uganda, in Uganda. So these Ugandan ladies make the sandals, they ship them all over the world. It's amazing. Um, and, that's, and that's written from uh, how, her journey. It's really just encouraging. Yeah. Amazing. And then obviously the ruthless elimination of Harry. Yeah. I think all of us in this uh, room right now of our, uh, fans of John Marcoma's work. No. Yeah, yeah, just a little. And I, I would, I, and if you've listened to the follower podcast, you've heard me talk about it before. I think what those guys are doing, him, Mark Sayers, that community of people, John Tyson, it's just some of the most beautiful stuff that's happening in the body of Christ at the I moment. I think you introduced John Mark to Matt. Probably. We should be mates. Yeah, it'd be great. Yes. Um, yeah. You and I should be mates. Well, we're already mates. But I do, I, and, and I would say for people listening, really go check that stuff out. The stuff that's happening at Bridgetown. If you're a podcast listener, this cultural moment, absolutely brilliant. will just help you switch on and kind of get your head out the sand and go, wow, this is actually what's happening in the world at the moment. Um, the Portland session is particularly incredible. Um, but yeah, these are some really, really helpful resources, guys. And this has been a beautiful conversation and uh, it's just been good chatting with you. And uh, I think this is going to help some people and uh, we'll see you if you're enjoying this series, love it. We'll see you on the next episode of saturate and uh, really hoping that we'll just keep going on this journey together and figure out what it means to be church at this moment in history. So thanks for tuning in guys. And thanks for the conversation All you three beautiful humans and we'll see you all soon. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. And just before you go, I wanted to ask you to do three things. Number one, go across to the YouTube channel, Matt Lewis 516 subscribe and turn on notifications. Uh, the reason for that is that every single one of these audio sessions has a video session as well. So by subscribing and turning on notifications, you can stay up to date with all of those sessions. Number two, go to Instagram, Matt Lewis 516 and follow there. The reason for that is that we're putting out all kinds of different content in addition to the follower podcast that may also be helpful for you. And number three, go to mattlewis.co.za if you haven't already and sign up for the quarterly newsletter, the latest. Uh, this will give you information on everything I've been doing, uh, everything I will be doing and how you can get involved with that. It also, with time, will give you first dibs on events that we're organizing when we can start to meet together again. 
Um, and I'd love for you to be a part of that story. This is just my little way of making the first contact of the internet start to move toward actual connection and community, which is really my heart behind all of this. Because whatever it means for us to really follow Jesus in the world today, I really believe we're going to have to do that together. So do those three things, the Instagram, the YouTube, and the website, and that helps us move from contact to connection. Thanks, and we'll see you in the next session.